Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. This is the year of the soldier. This is, you know, stand up or, or fall back. You know, I don't really have time to be worried about whether you fuck with me or whether you don't. You know, I, I own a brand called Zero Fucks. Like, do you think that I give a fuck whether you fuck with me or not? I fuck with you. We have a million other things that we could be talking about, we could be doing. And right now, I think that my duty is to other human beings. You don't gotta fuck with me, I fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? These people that buy my brand, they fucks with me. You think that I see because if you're in such pain that you see, you, you think that everybody sees how much in pain you are. Because I'm, I'm coming out a little bit stronger this year. Like I'm guillotine everybody. People that are coming to me to help, healing, they literally get right here. All right, y'all, I am here. It is actually Wow Wednesday. I was trying to do something for Tell the Truth Tuesday, but I'm going to tell y'all why that was not possible. So the show's called Euphoria, um, and I've been watching, actually, the hit TV series called Euphoria. Um, I'm going to tell you part of the reason why they named it that. So it stars Zendaya, who is our Disney princess, and we just love Zendaya so much. In this particular series, y'all are going to hate her fucking guts. I wanted to reach through the television and yank her so many times throughout the series because she actually plays a teenage junkie. Um, She overdosed uh, in the series, and it was her little sister that found her. Uh, Her mother's black. Her father was white, died of cancer, so on and so forth. So it goes through her journey of Narcotics Anonymous, being a teenager, also possibly having bipolar disorder and anxiety issues. So I first heard about the show from my girl, Deanna, and I started watching it, and my son had also went through his whole little phase, like it was like some sort of transition phase because he had a little girlfriend and things were going on with that, and, I, you know, that situation had to be shut down because kids are still kids. And I remember at that age I don't recall thinking that I knew every fucking thing, but these kids do. So, and that I was, you know, and, and I had all these rights because I remember very vividly being a kid and understanding that I had no fucking rights. So I start watching this show and I ask my son, does he want to watch it? And, you know, he's a teenager, he's 15, so he's not at the age where, you know, he wants to hang out with mom anymore. And I get that, you know, and that's why it's hard as a parent when you're transitioning into the second half of your life and he's my only child. So... And I'm not having any more unless I adopt somebody's babies from Mexico or something. So 
My issue is, is that you try to spend as much time with your kids as you can. When you can, you try to understand, you try to connect with them. And as one of my best friends, Lisa, was telling me, like, these kids, literally, their brains are just, their whole body is changing. She's a principal out in uh, Virginia, a major principal out in Virginia. She's been teaching for, I want to say, over 20 years. So it's just, it's difficult to remember and to understand and to be patient with our children. So I start watching the show. First episode, she's overdosed, and I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? And then my son, he comes and he sits and he's watching, you know. And I'm a pretty liberal parent, like, as far as when we were coming up, you know, my aunt gave me my first hit of weed, my aunt in Pittsburgh, and it's crazy because years later she apologized. I'm like, I don't even smoke weed. I don't, <laughs> I don't fuck with weed. So, you know, um, anything that I ever wanted to do, we did it in-house. Okay, so we always had a buyer in our house, never touched a liquor, New Year's Eve one year. I think I probably was around 13 or 14. Me and my siblings got trashed at the time, and I remember having such a bad headache the next day that I really just wasn't turned on to liquor like that. I didn't really start being such a wine and liquor connoisseur until after my divorce, and that was age 33, something like that. So I didn't start, like, really liking wine and going to the vineyards and doing all that shit until much later. Like, I could really do without a drink. Now you won't catch my ass without something in the house that, you know, if I needed to, you know, I could have a drink. Um, so growing up in my house, it was always, you know, if you wanted a wine cooler. And you're like 17, 18, you know, even though the legal age back then, I was around during the time that they changed the drinking age from 18 to 21. So we would go to Canada at 19. But my mom was always very liberal. Hey, you want a sip of this? Or I'd rather you drink it here than you get out in the streets and think that, you know, you want to drink something and it's not right and they're going to poison you. My mother's thing was everybody was trying to rape me and everybody's trying to poison me. So I had to be careful of everybody because you all want to rape me and you all want to poison me. That's her thing. So to watch this series where these kids are struggling with pills and they're smoking cigarettes and they're snorting, you know, stuff, and it's crazy because we think it's so far-fetched. And here I am having a conversation with my son because I'm like, this shit ain't real. My son's like, Mom, there's mad people in my school that do drugs. Wait a minute, what? Having worked in mental health facilities with the youth when I lived in Tampa, I used to work at a place called, a facility called Tampa Bay Academy, and it was pretty much a group home. But being one of their counselors, you're sitting there realizing that if these kids want to do drugs or do self-harm or do any of that shit, they're going to do it. So I ended up leaving that facility because my child was, my son was so young at the time, and I'm thinking half the reason some of these kids are here is because there was no parental involvement. And the other half is because the parents had money, but still there was no parental involvement. Something went wrong. But then there's that small sliver of percentage where the parents did damn near everything right, and you just want to be an asshole as a child. So when you watch Euphoria, and I'm sitting there, and it's crazy because my son isn't really into TV. He's more into, like, building video games, and he's just, he does his own fucking thing, you know. And uh, shout out to my son. He just won uh, board breaking in his, you know, karate class, his martial arts situation that he's doing. And so I don't post a lot about my son because he has his own personality. He has his own life. And I would hate for one of you bitches to try to get to me by going through my son or one of you, you know, people that don't like me or whatever, whatever. So I don't really post him as much as I normally would. And actually was part of 
my divorce decree that I wouldn't post him on any social media until he became of a certain age, at least not the front of his face. That was an agreement because his father at the time was playing overseas in Colombia, Nicaragua, Venezuela, places that are heavily uh, drug-infested and political, and they will kill your wife and your kids. So that's just what that was. So um, I'm watching the show with my son, and then it turned into, I think it comes on on Sundays, Every week, you know, he would he would be racing to, you know, see what was going on. One of the things that he learned from watching that was how manipulative young women are, okay? Because this is something that mommy can't tell you because I don't, I don't, you know, mom, you don't know how it is and this, this, and this. And so watching the character Maddie, watching the character Kat, watching Zendaya, how she manipulated her mother, it's just, it's really sickening. It's really sad, but I know that this shit goes on. And so I don't try to, like, scare tactic my kid because, trust me, y'all think that my kid, like, oh, he's so handsome. My son is not perfect by any means. None of these kids are, you know. But my son is not disrespectful. My son doesn't steal, you know. He's a straight-A student, and that's really all that I can require of him right now. He's working. He has a job. He's only 15. He was, you know, helping me run my business for the last year. So he's a good kid, but sometimes, you know, he does kid shit or he does shit that if I would have did it, my mom would have dislocated my head from my neck. But we live in different times. I, my son is bigger than me. So, there's, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no reason for me to go upside your head. I'll just take your goddamn phone and that'll just ruin your life right then and there. So as I'm watching this show, I realize that they're talking about euphoria because when I did um, – the mental health situations, and I was going to school to try to help the MICA patients, the mentally ill and the chemically addicted, one of the things that we talked about was why do you keep doing drugs? Because I don't do drugs, so I don't understand why somebody would want to keep doing some shit that's fucking up your looks, you know, because vanity is alive and well in me, okay? The actual process of being vain, it's very alive and well in me, okay? So... I said, why would y'all want to keep doing drugs? And you know this is ruining your family. You know this is ruining this. Well, first of all, chemically we find out that certain drugs do bind you. So while we're sitting up here not having mercy on people that are addicted to pain pills and opioid asphyxiation and all these other things that, that they're going through, there are actual chemicals that combine with those drugs that make it near to impossible to get off those drugs without damn near dying. Introduce Suboxone. So I know people that run Suboxone clinics, a woman, a Jamaican woman that I know, um, her husband left her the practice and she still runs a Suboxone clinic, and she said it pains her, you know, because you're just giving them one drug to get off the other, and that's what they used to do with the methadone, okay? So to sit here and watch this with my son, and there's nudity, there's sexual situations, it's definitely not for the faint of heart. I'm a different type of parent. I'd rather you just tell me the truth. The number, you know, the number one thing, that my mom drilled into us when we were kids is you have to tell me the truth because if you fucking lie, I can't help you. And I think that that's important for all of our kids to know. It's like, listen, I don't care what you did. I don't care if you did a hit and run. I don't, I don't care what you did. Come and tell me so I can help you because I can't help you about what I don't know. And my son, you know, had gotten to some places where he felt – like, he didn't want me to know about certain things he was doing, which really weren't even that big of a deal. And I'm just like, but if you would have told me, it would have been different than me finding out third party from this person over here. So one of the rules my parents had was, don't let the streets come fucking tell me about my daughter. Because I was the only girl until my sister was born when I was 17. I was almost 18 my sister was born. She's the baby. Yeah, right? So that never happened. 
I'm the kid that always would just tell him, I thought, hey, if anybody say anything, Ma, this will happen. I didn't hit her or she hit me first or, you know, I wasn't stealing. It was them. You know what I mean? Like I just went and would just tell him myself. Yeah, I was there. You know, was you drinking? Yeah, I was drinking. Because, you know, my mom was just laid back with the shit. Because I feel like when you have to take things away from your kids, like as long as I wasn't smoking or having no habits that cost the money, she didn't really, you know, because she knew I wasn't like that. I was cheerleading. I was straight A's, you know, going to school, then went off to college as soon as I graduated, you know. So I never caused my mom no problems. But when I did cause a problem, it was a fucking problem. So watching Euphoria, you hear these people say that the reason that they keep using the drugs is because the first time they got high, it was such euphoria that they're chasing that high. Now, I think personally I'm allergic to pain pills because I can't take that. I didn't take them getting dental work. I didn't take them after my son was born and I had a C-section because it was huge. I didn't take them after my hysterectomy because I just it, it makes me sick. So I don't think that I'm at risk for something like that. I'm at risk for 50 million other things, but that's not one of the ones. And it's unfortunate that we look at our kids and we just we just want to believe that they're going to school and that's what they're doing and they're getting their education. But this show is showing me otherwise. And just the levels that, and, you know, somebody made a comment and said the entire show is about bad parenting. And I'm kind of like, I don't know, because I'm watching Zendaya's character go get pissed from her friend so that she could pee clean and putting it in a baby Tylenol bottle, like, and taping it to her leg. Like, this is just some new level deception and deceit shit right here. Of course, there's a girl in there that gets pregnant. Like, it's just all a fucking mess. What it showed me is that there's no perfect way to parent, right? The only thing that you can pray is that your kids trust and respect you enough to come to you if they need something and to come to you if there's a problem. I wouldn't want my son to feel like he can't come to me over something stupid. And he's, he's done that before. He's kept things from me before. And then in the end, guess what happens? It ends up blowing up, and then I have to step in and have conversations with people. You know, and now it's something that went really big, but it didn't need to do that. Um, so the reason we didn't do a show yesterday is because a, a situation happened amongst a teenager in my family. It was my niece, my actual real niece, my brother's daughter. She's actually older than my son. She's 15. And um, she went. She disappeared. Um, she left out of the house at 2.30 in the morning, and we didn't find her. So I think it was about 10 o'clock, 10.30 in the morning in the next town over. And she got caught doing something she had no business doing. She was up texting, whatever. And when I say that our police department and the next town over's police department turned everybody upside down, I'm talking about they were going to people's houses. They were, you know, so imagine being the parent of this is how small the world is and why it's important to be good to people. The boy that she was talking to before she left the house, because she didn't go over to the boy's house. That's not, it's, that's not, you know, I will try to keep some of it anonymous just out of respect for her and my brother and them. But she didn't go out of the house to leave with the boy. That's not that's not what happened. But because he was the last person that she talked to, police had to go to his house. Imagine being a fifteen year old fifteen year old boy and three cop cars show up at your house in the height of racial tension, not in our town but just in America, and your mom answers the door at four AM and she doesn't even know who this little girl is that you're talking about. For our boys as well as for our girls, we have to teach our boys that, you know, there are certain things that you shouldn't be doing either. You shouldn't be sharing pictures of yourself and things like that that are inappropriate because 
it's all illegal, actually. And actually, in the in the show Euphoria, they touch on that. You know, actually, one of the kids uses it as um, ransom, so you will, you know, as, as blackmail. So my niece is missing. There's a bunch of other things that are missing. And I'm searching the hospitals. I'm thinking to myself, you know, she's going to do something to herself or something's going to happen because kids at that age think everything is the fucking end of the world. Everything at that age is the end of the motherfucking world, right? And, you know, it just, it really puts it into perspective. And then here you have my son who just was acting a nut-ass fool for the, you know, 30 days in, in June, and now he's seeing how real shit can get when you don't have relationships with your parents or when you're not telling your parents the truth or when you are talking to people that nobody knows anything about, the police might show up at your house at 4 o'clock in the morning asking you, do you know where somebody is? And thank God we knew that she wasn't there, you know what I'm saying, because that wasn't her boyfriend there. And then this is the other thing. You have to start questioning, do you guys even know each other or do you guys just know each other for the, from the Internet, which is why my son wasn't allowed to have social media and he still isn't allowed, not right now, because you don't want to be responsible for something that you wrote when you were 13, when you're 18, or when you're 19, trying to, you know, get into certain schools, or trying to get into certain programs, because they're starting to scan and, you know, check your Instagrams and, you know, Facebooks and things like that. So, you know, they find my niece, we end up having to admit her to the hospital, but thank God they found her. And now she's being transferred to another hospital because she's starting to have some organ failure, okay? From, I guess she walked from here all the way over to the next town or whatever, whatever. My niece is about 5'9", probably closer to 200 pounds. But the crazy part is she's not fat. She's just a tall, fit girl, beautiful girl, but her body is not... Me, I can go out and run 10, 12, 13 miles, but I've been doing that since before I was even her age. So she's starting to have some issues that they're trying to prevent, so she has to be admitted to another hospital, okay? As parents, it's so hard to not look at this and say, this is my fault, right? But this is why it's important to have two parents and to at least try to be on the same page raising your child, because I don't have that luxury. And I'll say that shit loud on the airwaves. I usually don't talk about my ex-husband very often, but, you know, now is the time. Because when I'm going through my worst moments with my child, and really what he needs is he needs that punch in the chest. He needs, you know, that, that bass in the voice. I don't have that opportunity to do that. So I end up turning to my own brother to be that male figure that lets him, you know, get what, you know, get what he needs done. So to watch him in martial arts, you know, winning first place and he won third place in something else, and the instructor coming and giving him this big bear hug, just to watch the joy in my son's face, that's enough that would have just took his father completely out. A sniper could have just took him out and he would have just, that would have been it. And that's sad. And then people get mad when other people are doing your job. So I just think that as parents, you know, like like someone said that the show Euphoria is about bad parenting. Not fucking really. And the person that said it, he his daughter is actually very very young, because they're all honey drops and skittles until they reach about twelve, thirteen years old. Then they start fucking trying you. There is no perfect way. I just had a conversation with my cousin the other day, and he's older than me, and he was telling me that his daughter admitted later on. You know, she's in her twenties, 
that she was bringing dudes to the house. And he's like, wait a minute, I must have been out the country or something because you know I could have just popped up at the house, da-da-da-da-da. So it's just, and he had no clue that she had done this, you know, five, six, seven years ago, you know, when she was in high school. He had no clue. You see what I mean? So it's just like we all would like to think that our kids are these perfect angels, but we have to understand that they're maturing, they're becoming young adults, they're making bad decisions, and you pray that they make them and you can catch them, or you pray that they make them and you can, you can fix them. Because a lot of these kids go out and make mistakes and we don't get to fix them. Look at the massacres that we had. These kids are 21 and 22 years old. You motherfuckers should be juniors, sophomores and juniors in college, right, if that's your thing. But you just got out of school not that long ago. So just imagine walking around with that type of fucking rage in a high school setting. And then let's not forget about Parkland and all these other shootings. So these kids have a lot of shit that they need to be worried about. So just as a parent, it just was a difficult week, you know, for my whole family because we're a very private family. So they have to get on the Internet, and this is when you use social media as a tool, to have to get on the Internet and put out pictures of my niece because we can't find her is an issue. And then I had a lot of motherfuckers trying to come and be like, oh, you know, the devil, or what is it, God don't like ugly. Well, bitch, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? Let me be clear about a whole lot of shit. My niece doesn't have anything to do with me because she has parents, and then she also has a step-parent because my my brother's ex-wife is remarried, okay? At the end of the day, this ain't got nothing to do with neither parent. She wasn't forced out of the house. Nobody was doing So if, if when people suggest that this is some kind of karma for something I've done, my brothers have done, or the mother has done, go fuck yourself. But really, go fuck yourself. Because y'all are the same people that be sitting up there saying that school shooters have fucking mental illness, but you don't want to address it in the, in the kids before. They're, they're not diagnosed, but now you want to be a doctor. Y'all are the same people that do shit like that. Or are, are asking questions like, well, why did she leave at 2.30 in the morning? Bitch, I don't know. Shit, I wasn't there. Okay, I wasn't there. If it was my child, I would tell you why, but it's not my child, so I don't know. The only thing motherfuckers should be saying is, thank God she was found, and you're welcome. So the whole city and the town over, uh, shout out to the Niagara Falls Police Department as well as Tanawanda, uh, city of Tanawanda Police Department. I was looking for the officer that actually found her wandering where she was at 10, 30, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, obviously, she had some bouts of unconsciousness or Something was going on. So for me, you know, it, it's it's not enough. Like, you could be the, the best parent on planet Earth. That doesn't mean you're not going to raise a serial killer. Jeffrey Dahmer, there wasn't shit wrong with his parents. His parents ain't did shit to him. And now look. So we would like to think that it's because of bad parenting that, parenting that we get bad seeds. That's not always true. Sometimes these kids just do what the fuck they want to do because that's what they felt like doing in the moment. They're impulsive. That's why they're kids. They're teenagers. Okay? 
they're teenagers. And actually watching Euphoria has made me look at my son in a whole nother way. Like, what the fuck? This is what the fuck y'all be doing to school? He's like, oh, yeah, I've seen that, but I don't, you know, da 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 I'm like, what? You know, last year in school. And listen, also, too, it's nothing for me to throw my kid in a private school. There's one in particular. However, I'm not going to go pay $1,000 a month or, you know, seven grand up front, nine grand, I'm sorry, up front for you to go to a school and still make shitty friendship choices or still hang around with the crowd. So just because you're going to a private school does not mean that you're better than anybody. It doesn't mean that the education is better than anybody. And then on top of that, it doesn't mean that you're not going to do drugs, sell drugs, have an overdose, or any of that shit. It doesn't mean any of that, okay? Mm -mm. It doesn't mean any of that. My son's in a whole bunch of programs at his school. He's doing a lot of shit, so I'm going to let him try to, you know, get back in because for a while I had homeschooled him. You know, I homeschooled my son uh, his first year, like, into uh, the ninth grade. And um, I was successful with it, I think, but I think that my son, because he is my son, needs a certain level of socialization that you're not getting when you're homeschooled, you know. So part of growing up when you're an adult, because we're not even talking about the kids no more, is understanding that if you give the kids the tools you have to just trust that at some point they're going to make the right decision, right? Because if you can't trust that, then that's when you should feel like you're doing something wrong. Um, I also love the fact of the show that it's a bonding tool for me and my kids. So it's disgusting. I'm talking about they're showing full frontal dicks, like all types of crazy shit. There's some goddamn, there's a lot of shit going on. There's a trans situation in there with one of the kids' dads. Like it's just... I think that we all need to acknowledge that we're all just healing from the wounds of our own parents, you know, whether that's complacency. Like, you know, you can have parents that may not have been, you know, all rah-rah and shit like that. They might have just been complacent as fuck. You may have grown up watching your parents not really fucking love each other and just stay there just out of habit or out of ritual or just for financial purposes. That also takes a toll on kids. So I'm just a keep it real parent like, look, this is the shit I did, you know what I mean? And I'm just so thankful that I didn't do a lot of this shit that I'm seeing these kids do because I'm like, fuck, if God don't give it back to you and your kids, I ain't, I ain't never told you the truth, okay? So my son, he got a little smart-ass mouth. That's what, you know, that's what he does. But deep down to his core, he's a good kid. He ain't going to let nobody get bullied. He's not going to – he's not a fighter. He's not violent. He will fight you, but he's not violent. You know, he went through a little period where, you know, he had to, you know, get himself together because he wanted to fight everybody for anger issues that didn't have anything to do with him. And so to watch the show with your teenager is going to be difficult as fuck, but I would definitely recommend it because the shit that you think could never be your kid or, oh, that couldn't be me or my kid, no better. Motherfucker, really, they don't. You get them around some pussy. You get them around a little boy that smell nice and don't wear fucking cologne from fucking the grocery store. And trust me, you got a whole nother kid because now they're just starting to explore. You know, their little dick's getting hard, little coochie getting wet. They think it's something going on. And I talk about that in my book, Stay in Your Lane, A Diary of a Hot Mess on Amazon and Kindle. I talk about the first time that I had an orgasm, I thought I peed on myself. But these are the the difficult and uncomfortable conversations that we have to have with our children. We have to have the conversation about AIDS is real, about if it's five dudes in a room and one girl in a room, what do you do? Leave. You understand what I'm saying? We we talk about 
the rape culture. We talk about condoms. We talk about sex. We talk about AIDS because I don't want to ever think that my son is so innocent and then find out some other shit later on. And I think it's important for us to pick up them phones that we pay for every now and again and just go through the shit. Not, you know, not just without warning, you know. But then I also realized that my son is really, he looks just like his father, but 100% across the board, he acts just like me. So there's certain shit he's going to tolerate, certain shit he ain't going to tolerate, and he's constantly evolving. And that's really, as a parent, all I could ask him to do is to just continue to keep evolving and keep learning. And it's crazy because he won this competition over the weekend for uh, board breaking. And it was so crazy because it was like this epiphany came over me, this euphoria came over me, and it was like, finally, you know, he's definitely getting accolades for breaking shit that I don't got to replace or pay for. My son, that's, that's where his nickname Boom comes from. When he was little, he would just run into walls or he would just, you know, run into the side of a couch or just hit a, t- a table or a chair and, he'd, you know, fall on the ground and he'd go boom and then he'd just get up and just keep running like nothing happened. Unfortunately, my son did not take to football. He was an excellent lineman because he's big. My, I got a big boy. But he didn't take to football because of the level of violence. And he said, Mama, these kids didn't do nothing to me. Why are they making me go over here and push them down and lay on top of them? Why are they making me hit these kids so he don't hit him? So my son is just very nonchalant. He's an only child to me. And he just feels like it's just certain shit he ain't got to do and he ain't going to do. And I can't think of nobody else that would have taught him that but me. So I'm thankful either way. And um, like I said, the reason we didn't have a show yesterday is because it was a family emergency. But I want to let y'all know, those of y'all that are out there struggling with kids, and I swear on everything, I swear on my mother. And yesterday was the first time I had to call on her as an ancestor. Like, if you know where your granddaughter is, shield her and bring her home safe. You know, and I think uh, yesterday was a big eye-opener, and it's just something that I want to put out there to you parents. Unless you're beating the shit out your kids and starving them and repeating behaviors that your parents did that you didn't find savory, you're doing a good job. These kids, I promise you, are going to absorb more information from you about the good things than they will the bad. That's what you better hope. Spend as much time with them as you can, even if it means watching some sick, twisted fucking show that now uh, I want to say YG or no, it's ASAP Rocky, I believe, or no, it's not ASAP Rocky, it's Future and Drake actually produced the show and they're uh, EPs, executive, executive producers of the show. Even if it means watching some shit like that and watching kids do inappropriate shit, you know, do it. Because if the kids like it and you're able to, you know, bond over something like that and then talk about it, I think it bridges the gap. So if you don't know how to talk to your kids about sex, drugs, manipulation of women, manipulation of men, you know, what motherfuckers will say to you to get in your pants and what girls will do to you once you do, sit down and watch you for it. It may be difficult for you to watch and stomach, but to me, I enjoy watching it because my kid enjoys watching it so that he can literally sit there and a lot of the shit he's shocked about. Because there's certain shit that he didn't know. And then what they do in Euphoria is they break down the behaviors and show you why Nate acts the way he does, why McKay acts the way he does, why Cassie acts the way she does. Like, do you understand what I'm saying? Why Kat acts the way she does and die in the whole crew. So my son, so they don't just give you like, hey, she's a junkie. They give you the fact that she started popping pills in order to bond with her father while he was out of it on cancer medication. Okay, Um, so there are a lot of triggers. It's a huge uh, trigger uh, spectacle. 
but I think it's worth watching it. If you are a parent to a teen, a preteen, a kid that's going through it, you're doing a good job. You just got to fucking persevere. And it's crazy because I took my son the other day. We had a nice long day. They used to call him the Cheesecake Factory kid when he was a little kid. We always used to eat at Cheesecake. Like um, for, for a long time, I think for months, we ate there almost every single day when I lived in Florida because I was paid as fuck. And, um, and uh, this one, I was a broker. And um, I had a long day with him, and he was telling me about a situation he's in. And he says, Mom, he says, uh, he's like, I can't talk to this person because they're crazy. And I said, well, what does that mean? And he says, I don't want to talk about it. And I said, no, just tell me, like, what did this person do that makes you think they're crazy? And he's like, Mom, literally, if I see this person, I'm going to run the other way. Now, a month ago, I couldn't get you away from this person. So, you see, as a parent, you don't got to do much. All you have to do is be consistent and say, these are the reasons why I don't like this person, or these are the reasons that you need to cool it on this situation, or these are the reasons that this happens. And then especially with everything that just happened with his cousin, my niece, I said to him, I said, listen, I don't want you to ever think that, there's something so bad that you can't come and tell me. I might be mad for 2.5 seconds, but I'm always going to fix it or I'm going to try. You're my son, you know, so I don't want you to ever feel like you need to, my son looks at me, he says, I won't go nowhere at 2.30 in the morning, where am I go? He said, especially if I don't have no money. That's his mama all day. If I ain't got no money, I ain't going nowhere, you know. So I just want you guys to know that, there is a euphoria in parenting, and sometimes it just comes in those milestones, but these are young adults. These aren't just babies and kids anymore. We have to let them take their lumps, and we have to let them learn on their own. Standing real close, you know, you can stand real close to them, but we have to let them learn on their own, and I'm so thankful just for friends and family that are able to coach me and guide me through, like, ain't nothing wrong with that motherfucker. He just... His brain ain't functioning right. He's a teenager, you know, things like that. And I do have friends in high places that I had conversations with thinking that I had done something to make them behave this way. And if I urge you, I literally, if you don't watch no other episode, if you watch the last episode of Euphoria, it's going to take you to fuck out. And the reason it's going to take you to fuck out is that I have this affinity to the Donny Hathaway song, A Song for You. I listen to it, finishing up my book. I talk about it in my book, Staying in Lane, Diary of a Hot Mess. And it's literally a purge song for me. So anytime I hear that song, when I hear that piano start coming on, oh, it's nervous breakdown time. I could be in the middle of Target. I could be in the middle of somebody's wedding. I could be in the swimming pool. I could be in South Africa. I hear that piano come on, it's a rap. I'm crying for no reason. I don't even know why. It just, it literally does something from your soul. Yo, euphoria why did they play that when they're going through showing Rue's situation with her mom and then her mom talking about it? Yo, it took me the fuck out. When I say I was done, it took me the entire fuck out because it literally was the soundtrack to this little girl's journey with her drug addiction, her father dying. And a lot of, you know, if you watch the show Intervention, I had to stop watching shit like that because it was so depressing to me and being an empath it's so hard. Like I have to really pay attention to what I'm watching on television so I remember watching Intervention looking for the trigger. And that also comes from having a psychological background and studies and neuroscience and shit like that. So I'm like, there's always a trigger. There was always a car accident, a molestation, an abuse, a death in the family. There was always something that triggered these people to the drugs. And it just so happens that hers was the death of her father from cancer. My father also passed of cancer, um, leukemia to be exact. And it just, it was so, it's just such a fucked up thing. Like, it's hard to hate Zendaya, but you will. 
when you watch this until you see the very end of it all. But another track that they played, which let me know that I was in tune with the universe, was the song that I just played on my church episode called Stay Flow by Solange. They played it when Jules and Rue, which is Zendaya's character, were sitting there, like, doing makeup, and the song is playing in the background. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. I played this the whole time in Toronto. I just played it on my show. But just to let y'all know that I am kind of a hip fucking parent, this is the song that they played. It's called Stay Flow by Solange. And, guys, listen, if you're a parent to any kid, but just especially a teenager, boy or girl, you're doing great, sweetie. You're doing great. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.